credit, get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WNSR. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, why do you Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Had a good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren McFarland here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside the other half of the McFarland Show. Justin is not in the studio with us, but is with us over in Metro Center, which is close to where TV Justin works in the mornings. It's where he's been camped out all week. Justin, how we doing? Doing fine, uh, comfortable here in uh, in Metro Center, and hopefully um, we won't disturb anyone. Unlike the last time I was remote yes. uh, over in over in Paris, where they didn't appreciate my takes on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so maybe now we're on the same same time zone. Uh, perhaps here I, I will be more appreciated. Yeah, you were doing that show at eleven o'clock at night there, and so. You know, that is true. Maybe you know, maybe that was a little bit of justification of the banging on the walls. But at two in the <laughs> afternoon, like if you're like, "Hey, knock your dad in there," I'm trying to sleep. You can kind of you know have a rebuttal and say, "Hey, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Relax." Well, it's a, it's a business hotel in the middle of the week, so I don't think I'm going to get that kind of reaction. <laughs> I just don't. But if I do, you know, I will of course comply with our good friends over here. Uh, in Metro Center. So, so. before we uh, dive headfirst into sports the rest of the way, sure. once you get everybody caught up to uh, the latest round of weather, because obviously coming in, uh, I told our boss, Ted Johnson, like you, you might want to go home. Like it's, it's, it's definitely uh, going to get crazier by the hour. So every hour. So what, what is the latest um, so. that you can tell us? What they're telling us here, and again, I'm not the weather guy, but you know, based on the information that they're giving us here, is that the worst of this is going to happen 
uh, after three o'clock, um, between three and say seven o'clock is when the worst of this is going to happen. That's when we're going to get the freezing rain and the sleet, and then we'll turn over into some snow before this all moves out. So the good news is all this will be over by around seven o'clock. The bad news is between now and seven, uh, we're going to get a steady dose of or heavier of exactly what we're getting now. And that is the light rain, the freezing rain on top of the stuff we've already got. And the temperatures, um, you know, is, uh, is, is not friendly. You know, it's right on the border. It's, oh, yeah. It's 32, 32, 32 degrees. 32 degrees, yep. And, and dropping, though. It'll mm-hmm. drop into the 20s here uh, before it's done. So, uh, And that's where the real danger gets in is later tonight trying to drive on this stuff uh, once it settles in and the temperature drops. But we'll be done with the precip. No more falling anything after 7 o'clock. Yeah, uh, that was my in, uh, in-car temperature. It's at 32 degrees outside. So that's, and like you said, it's just going to keep falling. So it's right there. You're out and about, um, just be careful. If you don't have to be, don't. Okay. And we'll just, we'll wait this out. Well, it's going to wreak havoc on us one more time. And then hopefully, um, you know, it looks like next week, starting next week, uh, things are going to be much, much better. Fifties, possibly even 60 degrees. So yes, yes. Um, so just keep that in mind. All right. The Titans have conducted a couple of more interviews, we told you yesterday that Mike McDonald, Ravens DC, was in the books. Antonio Pierce in the books. Mike Kafka, Giants OC, in the books. Brian Callahan, Bengals OC, in the books. The two today Dan Quinn, Cowboys mm. defensive coordinator, and Thomas Brown, Carolina Panthers OC. So the number is now at six and counting. Amy Adams Strunk and Rand Carthon said they're going to cast a wide net. It seems like a wide net is being cast because mm-hmm. you hear a lot more names out there and it's probably going to reach double digits, my guess, before everything concludes. The the curious thing for me, Darren, with some of the names is these are names that are not being like Dan Quinn is talking to some of everybody. Uh, so is Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, uh, the, the Slowick uh, coach now from Houston. Uh, you know, even Brian Callahan, I think, has been associated with multiple jobs. Um, but some of these guys I haven't heard associated with any job anywhere. As a matter of fact, there's you know, I, some of these folks here, I, I wonder if they were going to hold on to the job that they got, let alone being promoted to a head coaching job. Um, so I, you know, that that's what I find very curious about their search so far. They want to cast a wide net. They certainly have done that. They're kicking the tires on some of everybody. Yeah. Um, so you've heard a lot of other names. Uh, we, we talked about one yesterday that was pretty interesting for people who did not hear yesterday. Um, Aaron, Aaron Glenn, who is the defensive coordinator for the Mm -hmm. Detroit lions. And Mm -hmm. the one thing that they wanted to shore up and get way better at from last year to this year was stopping the run. They were horrific last year stopping the run. They couldn't stop the three of us, and that's saying a lot. This year, they did a really good job. I think they ended up being second in the league against the run, but Aaron Glenn has kind of emerged with this season that the Lions are having as one of those candidates. And if you didn't hear what he said at a press conference last week, this was before the game, 
and before the victory over the Rams. This is what Aaron Glenn had to say, and you'll know why we're playing this here in Nashville. I'm, I'm flattered by the um, by the interview request. I really am. And, man, I do not want to sound like coach speak, um, but I try to focus on the main thing um, for this team, for this organization, because this is a big deal for us. And to be able to go out there and, and beat this team, which is a good team, um, is huge. So I will be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Man, I'm really, really focused on, like, how are we going to play defensively against this team? <clears throat> and then as a whole, right, as an overall team, how do we make sure we complement each other and go out there and try to win this game? Because we're in the tournament, and we all know it. It doesn't matter. You just get, into t- get in the tournament. We're at where we're at. You know, I've always learned that under Bill Parcells, just get in the freaking tournament. And anything can happen after that. And we're in it. And we're ready to go. Will you take all those interviews? Say it again. Will you take all four of those? Will I take them all? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The number one thing I think is important is, um, man, just the collaboration with the GM and the owner and making sure that that vision, that collective vision is the same. Because once that's intact and you keep, all three of you guys are saying, old women are saying the same thing, um, that feeds down to the to the staff. Then I'll feeds down to the players. And man, they just hear the same vision over and over again. And you talk about culture. Culture is about people. And you bring the right people in, you're gonna have the right culture. In terms of the oh wow, some uh, interesting words from Aaron Glenn. It's interesting collaboration. Gosh, it's like today's NFL buzzword: collaboration. Today's password is collaboration. Don't forget vision and culture. Vision. Today's password is vision. Culture is not a new one, but it does seem to no. be make. It's like everything else. It's coming back, right? Yeah. It's coming back. Culture. Yeah. These are all just nice buzzwords. They're nice t-shirts you can wear around you know, the office, but it's just. It's silly. It's the stuff they've been doing. What? Who? Who doesn't want to create? Like, what? Did you need to be in a different decade or a different year to create culture? <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, here's a better what? question. Do you believe uh, that the previous have a vision, like nobody else, had a vision until we got to this year, till 2024? Yeah. Now people have a vision. Did, did John Robinson and Mike Vrabel not want to install vision and culture into the team? Yeah, I think they, uh, you know, they I, did. I, I thought they did. Uh, by the way, John Robinson, that was one of his, his uh, you know, one of his key words was a vision of, remember, a vision of creating uh, competition. Oh, well. We're going to create a culture of, com- he worked them both in, culture well, well, and has a vision of competition at every position. Competition was a Mike Vrabel word, though. He loved, I mean, anytime somebody would ask him about somebody, what do you think about Ben Jones today? Uh, he competed. He was, he, he competed and uh, he, he competed really hard. I mean, he said that quite a bit. So the competition compete thing was, was a, a constant theme for their entire regime. Yeah. So what does that mean for Aaron Glenn? I don't know. That was very, that seemed very specific. And oh, by the way, even corrected himself and threw in what? What did he say, lady or female? I don't remember how. 
Even he like, said all three of those guys, when naming guys, the owner, yes. and head coach, and GM, all three of those guys need to be on the same page and correcting himself or or lady or lady or woman. Yes. I think yeah, is what yeah. he's or whatever. whatever yeah, whatever the the adjective. But yes, yeah. seemed very very um, like that was directed somewhere. So I mean I don't know. Again, well, he works for a female owner. Again, he you does. Know, we talking you know, so you know maybe he was covering his own self there, but you know. Uh, he could work for another female owner soon if this breaks the right way. Well, we also played the clip that Dan Campbell had with his speech in the locker room after the victory over the Rams, and it was very yes. much, again, you can see where Aaron Glenn, whether he is lobbying for a Titans job or whether he's just regurgitating what he's been hearing from his head coach that he works in lockstep with, as Dan Campbell talked about him and the GM and the organization working in lockstep it's the same thing it's just a different buzzword right collaboration lockstep whatever you want to call it and of course their vision and their culture which was toughness players who wanted to be there players who wanted to you know play tough um, say grit grit, grit was right that thing. was the other word grit yeah. yes look they have it on t-shirts and stuff th- this is just this is not a 2023, 2024 new thing? No, it's not. This stuff has always been there. It's always been, but you know, it's it seems to be the sexy way that we're we're presenting things today. When it's absolutely nothing new, nothing new. So um, it's it's working in Detroit. And look, that all sounds Good. great, but but here's the deal: as we talked about yesterday, it is it is really simple. You don't need a bunch of degrees hanging on the wall to figure this out. This team, this organization has done a very, very poor job over the years. And in particular, here of late, really in particular here of late, of drafting. They just have not done a good enough job. These teams that we are seeing right now in the playoffs have done an unbelievable job with the draft. Right, they have had yeah. huge successes. Everybody misses. Everybody has stinkers. It's inevitable. Okay, it's not a perfect science. We all know that. But you need more hits than you you have misses, and then you need to have big hits. Right? You need to have. I mean, look, Derrick Henry in the second round is a massive hit. They just didn't have enough of those massive hits. Right? You you got to have those. You got to have a roster really sprinkled on all phases of the game with those big hit guys. Just whatever round they were, whether it's first round, second round, fourth round, fifth round, as we talked about yesterday with Puka Nakua. I mean, that that is Mm -hmm. a monster hit, but he's also, it, it was the right fit for him as well. Because as we talked about it, if he was here, he'd had 36 catches for 479 yards and two touchdowns. He'd be a that, project. That's what he would have been. A fifth He'd round a project. Project. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't trust these those guys to play right away, you know, on those levels for whatever the reason. You know, they don't think they're ready. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Um, but, you know, and, and think about this. The the kid that he drafted from UT Martin in the seventh round, uh, Colton, um, doggone it. He's escaping me. Are you here, talking about Dow? Colton Dow, okay. uh, that they drafted uh, from Tennessee Tech. In the hands of the Los Angeles Rams, can he be the next you know, great thing? 
would he be a number two or three slot receiver in the National Football League if you used him in that way? I mean, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. This is a guy who led his conference in receptions and yards one year, and now he's playing in the NFL. And here he's buried on the depth chart. But on another team, would he be a number two or three slot receiver and and produce much higher numbers? And we all wonder, well, why didn't we get this guy? Uh, you know, at, at what point is it the player and good scouting? And at what point is it the organization and what they're doing with the with the with the talent that they've got? That's why. And look, I understand. I understand when people say, "Look, it doesn't matter what side of the ball." They and I'd I, look. I've said it. There's enough examples with each, but I would say the tendency is to go the other way. That's just the tendency. So, would I be surprised if it came on the defensive side of the ball? their head coach, their next head coach, I would. I mean, would I be floored? No, I wouldn't be floored. Uh, but I just, it, it's just natural that you usually go the other way. And it's also natural for us to figure out what they have in their quarterback. And if you have, when you have Will Levis, because it's still an incomplete, okay? It is an incomplete. We don't know. We do not know what Will Levis is. There's a lot to like. And there's a lot that we're still scratching our head and going, hmm, not sure yet. Not sure. We don't know. We haven't seen him for a full season, and we don't know. I just think with the way the league is set up today and what these guys are doing on the offensive side of the ball, and if you do hire somebody on the defensive side of the ball, they better be really good at who they hire as their OC, right? You better get that cat. You're going to let let him do work his magic, right, and do his thing, which is what it looks like is going on in Houston, right? Miko Ryan, oh, yeah. make no mistake yeah. about it. He is a defensive guy, and he has hired this young whippersnapper in Bobby Slug, and their offense was a huge success this year. And how much of it is him? I don't know. How much of it is C.J. Stroud? I, I mean, I suspect a lot. But there's also a bunch of guys that we were not talking about and Nico Collins and these other guys that were running down yep. the field wreaking yep. havoc on defenses that nobody was talking about. And I suspect uh, the young OC is has a lot to do with that as well. Clearly, they were doing things to create opportunities for these guys to turn into weapons when we weren't talking about them at all. And so I just think with the creativity uh, of offense, the unknown of Will Levis, I suspect while Aaron Glenn will probably say all the right things if he uh, if he interviews here that uh, they're probably still going to go on the offensive side of the ball. I've said that from jump. I'm not going to change. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be right. It depends on how how much Amy Adams loves the song that Aaron Glenn is singing or whoever else comes in here. If they've been studying the the playbook here and they understand what it is that the Titans want, if they come in here and offer them that, um, you know, I, I wonder if they're going to look at this and go, well, he hasn't developed a quarterback before. Um, and, you know, therefore I, I'm not sure if that's, you know, that's the kind of move we want to make. Uh, and ultimately, Darren, I think Amy Adams is going to make this decision. I just wonder who's number two. I wonder who's the last person to leave the room before she makes this call and, and how many different people are involved. I know it's going to be Rand Carthen and Amy Adams, but how many other people 
have influence over this decision. And I wonder what the percentage and breakdown is. And that's the part that, that I don't know. And you don't know. And, and a lot of people don't know. Yep. No doubt about it. Uh, Derek Henry made an appearance on Bussin' with the boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taylor Lewan, Will Compton had some interesting comments on many fronts. We'll discuss, we'll hear those and yeah. discuss them. Also, we're wide open this first hour. If you want to get involved in the show as well, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland show on this Thursday afternoon. Next. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, J.B. Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by J.B. Roofing, serving the area for 20 years. For all your residential roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 629-246-7693. 629-246-7693. That's J.B. Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. 
Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans. We talk SEC football. We talk NBA. We talk everything. And we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Thursday afternoon, you can do that. 615-844-5600. Don't forget, it. you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Darren McFarland, that's me. I'm here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon, off camera, is alongside. The other half of the show, Justin McFarland. Is that Metro Center? Hey, Darren. Yes, sir. I want to thank uh, Justin for adjusting his camera. Uh, as a TV man, I was I was hoping he would know to get better background shot and the sink and everything. <laughs> thank you, uh, Justin. Well, you know, I'm I'm here to serve you, it was uh, DJ Damon. So you know, I thought I was in the kitchen. I wasn't sure what room you was in. I just wanted to get the right view. You know, Darren. I'm just saying. I was just I'm saying. In a ho- it's a hotel suite, you know. It's it's not bad, and they got me set up. And yeah, I'm over here next to the desk, and yeah, there's a sink that's behind. More like me. a hotel s, a hotel what? <laughs> Without the other part, suite, <laughs> like a room. Okay. So okay. far, everybody's behaving. That's all that matters. That's all nobody's that matters. knocking on the walls. Yes. Nobody's no, telling no, you to be good. quiet. We're good. Uh, just tell housekeeping not to come till four o'clock if they're coming. Okay. You'd probably put a little door sign out there if you need to. Yeah, I've already taken care of that. We're, we're good to go. 615-844-5600. The Titans have interviewed Mike McDonald, Antonio Pierce, Mike Kafka, Brian Callahan, Dan Quinn, and Thomas Brown. Before we get into some comments that Derrick Henry made on Bussin' with the Boys, that podcast, let's go to the phones. Let's squeeze in Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, listen, Dan, I hope you don't mind. I was going to do this. I was going to talk about, if it's okay with you, the coach situations in Dallas and Philadelphia, if you didn't mind. Sure. Yeah, here's the thing. Darren, you've known me, and you've known me for years. Uh, uh, there have been a few people that have accused me of being a bandwagon Cowboys fan. Let me ask you a question. First of all, whenever you've had trivia questions involving Dallas Cowboys, who's generally that's called in and told you the answer to them? Well, I would say you've done a You've done a good job of that over the years, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And also, if you weren't sure about the fact about the Dallas Cowboys, you said something whether it's regular season playoffs, who's called in and told you the the details behind them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been me. Now, I, I'll be honest. I haven't followed them as much because of the fact that the Titans are here, so I haven't followed them as much. But I agree. They've got to get rid of Mike McCarthy. And I was surprised that he's back next year. It's like, if you're not going to make changes like on the offensive defensive staff, you can't just run this back. And my feeling is this. It just He lost me when he almost blew the game against the Lions, and they deserve to lose that game. This is a team that's definitely underachieved, and I'll give you a prize that for another coach. Mike Tomlin is overachieved with his roster. He makes you know chicken salad out of you-know-what, as far as I can say. And I really believe he was the coach of the Cowboys. I'm not saying that they would have won a Super Bowl, but I believe definitely he would have taken this team a lot farther than Mike McCarthy has. He would have either took him to an NFC Championship game or maybe potential Super Bowl. Whether or not they would have won it, I don't know. But I feel confident in saying he would have done a better job with, with this roster than Mike McCarthy has. Now, quickly about the Eagles, 
one of the things I heard, and I don't know if you heard about this, I kept the caption a, a national feed on another radio network, and it was Seth Joyner talking about the Eagles, and he said he felt Seriana had to go. He felt like that he had lost the team. His basic comments was that I think it was Nick Bosa when the 49ers played the Eagles had discovered the blueprint. And if you notice, after that game, they went downhill on a one-game since. He said that the team had made adjustments. He was saying that a lot of these players, a lot of times he felt like they were in business for himself. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but they've got to make changes with this offensive defense staff. You know, they may bring Sirianni back, but he just felt like that uh, Sirianni had lost the team. Uh, that was his opinion. He's, so of course, a diehard Eagles fan, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I think he's supposed to be meeting with the owners and people behind the scenes today. Guys, it's always good to talk to you. Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you. Soon. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Um, let, let's start with the Dallas situation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't pretend to know what Jerry Jones is going to do from year to year, right? Uh, Mike McCarthy's no. playoff record now is what one and four since he's been the Cowboys. I think, I think one so. And, one and four in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They were not prepared. Um, they looked. They just looked completely lost. They were outplayed, outcoached, out everything. We talked about this yesterday on the show. Dallas, you know, but I, here's the problem, Justin. And look, we did the top ten. We did a review yesterday. We had a good time with that. And mm-hmm. and look, I know we've got into whether Eric's called in or you've had, and I get it. We've talked about the history in the past of the Dallas Cowboys in the last, let's just say, 25 years since the Titans have been here, right? Yes. It's virtually been the same. Well, guess what? Guess what hasn't been the same throughout the 25 years? The head coach. Yeah. And I get it. They had, they had Jason Garrett for a long time. So they've mm-hmm. been actually very patient. They really have because nothing changed on Jason Garrett's watch. He didn't change the history of the Dallas Cowboys in the last 25 years. Mike McCarthy's not doing it. Nobody has changed it. They look like a really good regular season team every year, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the pressure in Big D. I don't know if it's the pressure from the front office. I don't know. But insert name head coach, same results. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is because nothing has changed since the Titans have been here. Nothing has changed. To their credit, they're always good. They're always mm-hmm. very competitive, right? For the most part, they're always good. Like yeah. they've done a really good job of always fielding a very competitive team that completely falls apart when you get to January. Why does that keep happening year after year, decade after decade? I don't know. I'm not there, Justin. My thing is is this with McCarthy. The fact that this man had three 12-win seasons back to back to back. And they're talking about firing a person because their standard is to win the Super Bowl. And that's the the issue. When your standard is winning championships, and this is what makes them different. And it should be your standard, by the way. It should be your standard because it's it's not everybody's standard. Let me tell you. Yes, correct. And Alabama, the University of Alabama has had this problem over the years. They just about every coach between, um, you know, the over the last uh, two decades uh, before Nick Saban, all of those coaches, most of them anyway, had ten game. Uh, win seasons for the Crimson Tide. They were fired anyway. Mike Shula had a 10-win stand- season. 
Mike Shula had a 10-win season. I think uh, Dennis Francione had a 10-win season with them. Uh, Mike Mike DuBose had a 10-win season. Uh, A lot of those guys had 10-win seasons that got fired anyway. Why? Because the standard was winning the championship, not to win 10-win seasons. And so when that's the standard, therefore you set yourself up for failure for anything that is not winning the Super Bowl. So when you talk about firing someone who has won 12 wins, not 10, but 12 wins in three consecutive seasons. That sounds like foolish talk, but not if you're them. And if your standard is winning the the Super Bowl and getting back to the Super Bowl, then obviously, then you want to think think about making some changes. Here, I said all that to say this. If Mike McCarthy wasn't there, if it was Darren's favorite coach, Kif, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who was there instead, would they be winning 12 games a year? Or would they be willing less than that? I would think they would win less than that. Okay. If they're winning less than that. Tell people that was he... sarcasm, by the way, that don't know. Yeah, I, it's sorry. Yes. Darren does <laughs> don't not assume fan. that everybody of, knows. Of Cliff that. Kingsbury. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You're right. Darren is not a fan. Because I just didn't want people listening to that going, wow, Darren really likes Cliff Kingsbury? No. Uh, why would was, you like Cliff Kingsbury? That was sarcasm. Um, if, if, if Cliff Kingsbury was there instead of Mike McCarthy, would they be winning 12 games a year or more? Probably not. So therefore, chances are you're going to get a Cliff Kingsbury before you find somebody better than Mike McCarthy. So if that's the case, as Darren would tell me one day, scared money don't make no money. Are you going to sit on the sideline and keep going with Mike McCarthy or are you going to try to do better? They've decided to keep going with Mike McCarthy because I don't think they think they can do better. And if they could, they don't know where. And and here's and last and last point is this. To me, if you're going to move on from Mike McCarthy, you might as well start all over again. That means a new quarterback and and do the full and do the full rebuild. And I don't think they're ready to do that. They just paid uh, Prescott recently. He's got a lot of dead money if you're willing to move on from him. So you're going to bring in another new head coach and a new offensive coordinator for him? No, no. They've decided just to ride it out. And then when they're ready to rebuild, they'll blow it all out and start over again. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Let's go to JJ. JJ, what's up? JJ. Hey, I appreciate that opening. Y'all keeping it real about the TED Talks that uh, that have uh, taken over uh, with uh, the NFL right now. Well, it's nothing new. I, we, uh, you can go back to the NFL films. There's plenty of speeches by Lombardi back in the 60s talking about culture and winning. I mean, he's got a post of what it takes to be number one, <laughs> which I saw in a uh, in the gym back in junior high. I mean, there's nothing new. Bill Walsh said the same thing. Bill Jackson said the same thing. There's nothing new here. Mm-mm. Okay. So <laughs> I just think it's funny how much a- people want to keep talking about it. And it's like, folks, this is not reinventing the wheel. This is stuff that's been for decades and decades and decades. This is how they've been operating. This is not anything new. Yes, and I'm so glad y'all just kept it real by calling it out. There's nothing new being said here. Again, like a example I gave you. Also, like that, I pulled off on the side of the road laughing when y'all said about the new Rams receiver and what he would do here. I almost had a wreck. Guys, that is exactly right. 
we would not know him. The best example y'all got is that Colton Dow. They erupted in our faces by taking him in the seventh round and did absolutely nothing with him other than put him on special teams. Okay? And I'm like, if he's so fast, okay, uh, all he knows is a couple rounds, put him out there. You know, the other the rest of the league probably doesn't know about him. But one thing's for certain, he's at least going to get one-on-one coverage. Maybe, maybe he catches the football. Put him out there and let's see what he can do. We know nothing he can do because they never used him. Despite the fact when they drafted him, they rubbed it in our faces and said, <laughs> we took a receiver. We're smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, look, that, that is just for whatever reason, J.J. We, we discussed this yesterday. The receiver position is just one they have failed miserably at. For 25 years, they've been in this market. Uh, again, I can't explain it. There's been different general managers. There's been different players. And yet, there have been very, very, did I mention very few hits when it comes to wide receivers. Meanwhile, there's other franchises like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings. I mean, we could go on and on that hit all the time at the wide receiver position. All the time. Titans can't do it for whatever reason. Yes, I, I think it's in general, they just don't value that position. At least that, since they've been here. Other than you brought up A.J. Brown, Derek Mason, okay, and then the rest of them, yes, they did a little flash in the pan, but when they left to go somewhere else, they did nothing. Yeah, so, Drew, Drew Bennett know. was the flash in the pan, and outside of that, I mean, it's just really just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah, so. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you, JJ. Be safe out thank there. Thank you, JJ. Yeah, you too. Yeah, uh, just remember uh, the weather today. It's going to uh, gonna get really crazy with the, the freezing rain and, and some more snow. So we'll see what all uh, happens here the rest of the day. I, I just, when it comes to the, the other part, the Philadelphia part, Eric brought up Philadelphia. I, again, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. There, the expectations are just like Dallas, right? It's to win Super Bowls. And I I don't have a problem with that. It, but here's the thing, Justin. What is the right formula? Changing the coach? I don't know. I don't know what is it sticking. Pittsburgh stays with their guys, right? Other yeah. franchises stay with their guys. They give them the – and a lot of people applaud that. Others, quick hook. You say, you can't do that with the quick hooks. Well, well, Philadelphia's done it. Other markets have done it, and it's worked. The quick hook has worked. By the way, remember when I told you we had the hockey discussion? Have you looked at the Edmonton Rollers since they fired their coach when they were, I think, 3-9-1 and one to start the season? Have you looked at what they've done since they fired the coach and brought in the new guy? Done pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they're like 21-6. and six. <laughs> Like 21-6-2 and two or something silly. Again, remember I told you, I was like, I have no explanation on why this happens in hockey, but for there's a prime example. Man, they don't matter. In hockey, yeah. they don't wait around. They just pull the plug, and for whatever reason, it doesn't always work. No. But man, magic. Say, how, how's the Minnesota Wild doing? Um, That has not, that has not um, taken off, let's say. Okay. Like others, but it is. Again, I like him a lot. I root for him, but it's John Hines. Sure, so sure, sure, sure. I like him, but. You know, this is this is his third stop as a head coach. This is his third bite at the apple. Mm. So, 
All right, we'll take another break. We'll uh, we'll hear what Derrick Henry had to say and react to that. Some interesting comments said to Taylor Lewan and Will Compton, and we'll try to cipher through that and kind of think, what was he really saying? We'll do that next as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift this is the grant fogue and john burton show i don't believe brable wants to be a part of this and so i think Amy Adams Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this mm-hmm. year, he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No, wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. A winter weather advisory goes into effect at noon. Today's going to be mostly cloudy, wintry mix of snow, sleet, and freezing rain developing this afternoon. High temperature 34. Rain and freezing rain this evening, mostly cloudy overnight, low 22. Utilizing the resources of the Motherland Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. 
give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. TSU Tigers basketball tonight, 7.30 tip. Ryan Penny Collins and his crew will take on Tennessee Tech. John Pelfrey and crew in town to take on uh, Tennessee State. So you can hear all that action tip at 7.30 right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you, DJ Damon alongside. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, you can watch the show, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. If you go to our YouTube page and in the search, type in WNSR Live, all one word. You can also talk to us on there as well. You can leave comments and uh, we can chat back and forth. All right. Um, let's hear a little bit of what Derrick Henry had to say. He sat down busting with the boys, Taylor one, Will Compton. He talked in this first clip, Justin, about how things felt different this season. Here's Derrick Henry. You can look to your left or your right. And you know, when, when the pressure comes, you know, the person to your left or right is going to respond. And if you need to lean on them, you can lean on them by being in those situations with them before. And, and, and this year, like you said, when you came to the facility, it just didn't, you know, it kind of felt like out of place. And whenever I came um, back for OTAs um, uh, uh, earlier last year, um, you know, I was talking to KB, we both kind of felt the same way. It was like, it just felt different. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when we used to come back, it was kind of like that home feeling, like, we was the old lines all together. Everybody knew everybody, and everybody was like, yeah. we was all family. But it was just different this year because you had a lot of a lot of young guys, and you know, this year was like the first time I was like, it's it's it felt like they're taking a shift. Yeah, it, it, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but you can just feel it at some point. All right, your interpretation of that is what? Well, this is what happens when. You start removing key players um, in one of the position groups, and and really, it's not them removing them as much as them starting to uh, to age out or becoming too expensive. And what Derek is referring to, what Derek Henry, I believe, is referring to, is the total rebuild of the offensive line. Listen, when Derek Henry had his best season, um, Ben Jones no longer there, uh, Quisenberry Stalwart, no longer there, way. Stalwart center for them. The whole All time right. Derrick Henry's been there. Ben Jones. Ben Stalwart Jones. Center. Yep. Uh David Quisenberry. Um, Roger Saffold. Yeah, you know, and Taylor Lewan. Mm-hmm. You know, these these were guys who had spent multiple years here. And he says, you know, you can look to your left left or your right, you can lean on them. And know that they were here because they've been through the wars together and all of that. They sweated it out of training camp together. Jack Conklin. Conklin. And now they're not here. And now you look around the facility and you don't know who these guys are now. And they started to feel different. Well, okay. My my thing is this. You know that the football team doesn't stay the same. You do know that there is high turnover in the National Football League. You do know that players diminish in skill and at times get more expensive. The roster is going to change. It is very hard to keep Four people together. Jason Kelsey just retired. You don't think the locker room is going to feel a little different next year in Philadelphia without Jason Kelsey? People were talking about um, the fact that things are different this year. Who left over the past couple of years? Uh, who was the tight end that went to Arizona? Ernst, who was there in Philadelphia for years in oh, the big presence. Zach Ertz. Jack, oh, Z- Zach you don't Ertz. Think he, Zach Ertz. 
Ernst, you don't think he was a big presence there in that locker room and you remove somebody like that and you don't think things are going to change a little bit? Yeah, they're, they're going to, but, but that's the sport. You cannot keep the same group together forever. And that's why you have to try to build a culture that transcends people leaving because people are going to leave. Okay, so you just led right into my answer, my interpretation. I agree with everything you just said. Derrick Henry knows everything you just said. I Derrick, hope so. Derrick Henry's lived it. He knows it. So what is the interpretation? This is what I'm – and Derrick Henry, class guy, says all the right things. He's everything you want in a franchise player. True? Yes, I okay. would agree. You know what that interpretation was? He just didn't wake up and be like, man, that's weird. We got some roster changes, huh? Just felt different because there's a lot of new faces. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I looked around, I was like, bro, we ain't that good. <laughs> we got some dudes out here aren't very good. Wow. Well, exactly what I said about Mike Vrabel midway through the season. When I sat in this studio in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio, and I looked at you and I said, you know what? When we played Mike Vrabel press conferences, and I looked at you and I said, you know what he's telling us, Justin? I only end win with this team. This team's not very good. I said, this look, did I not say, this looks like a it. team that is destined for 5-12. and 12. I said that midway through the season. I said, said their, coach, their coach knows he can't win with this team. They're not very good. I think that's what Derrick Henry was saying, Justin. He looked around and was like, he wouldn't look around like, Dang, man, there's a lot of new faces around here. He knows that. That's life in the NFL. He looked around and was yeah. like, dang, a lot of new faces. They ain't very good. Ah, well, we, we're not very good. That's what he was saying. But he said it in a classy way because that's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a class act, and that's him being as nice as he can be. That was him polishing. I don't yeah. want to say I don't want to say that. Yeah, word. go ahead. You know, polishing the, the T word. Yes. <laughs> that's what he was doing. Okay, because that's what that, t that roster was. There were too many T's on there. Okay, and he was just polishing up that turd. That's what he was doing. That was in a nice way. He looked around and said, golly, bro, we ain't very good. <laughs> How am I going to get yards with this offensive line? Have you seen this Daily Cat or have you seen this Dillard guy? Wow, we went from Daily to Dillard? Jeez. Yeah. The, the answer is he, he's not. He wasn't <laughs> going to get a whole lot of yards with those guys, at least not as many as he had had before. And you know they couldn't they couldn't replace the loss of Taylor the one was massive. They just couldn't. He was the one guy they couldn't lose because they had more resources tied up than him than anywhere else on that line. And once they lost him, then you know what. But here's the deal: Taylor Wan was always hurt. He was always suspended. He wasn't reliable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the deal: when Taylor Lewan was available, yes, when Saffold was out there, when Conklin was out there. When Ben Jones was out there, what did all those guys possess, Justin? What did they possess? Those guys were freaking uh, um, dogs. Those guys were dogs. That's a, a mean streak. Is yeah, what they well, possessed. that's, that's dogs. I mean, yeah, that's dogs. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly what that is. Sure. You think these cats have dogs? It, uh, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way, does it? Those guys, you push, oh, they're going to push you back. You say something, they're going to be in your face. These cats, uh, I don't think so. 
Listen, I'm, we I'm had Kevin Long way. on a few weeks ago. Sure I did. just mentioned something to Kevin Long about it, and I felt it across the table. Yes. Um, just just bringing up the old guys of who they used to be and imposing your will, which is what that old squad was all about. And I felt the force rise up from within them across <laughs> the table, and it's been 20 years. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I get it. I the same thing. Believe me. All right, we'll take our final break. Come back and wrap up the first hour next. And now, the fine folks at Nix Construction and Remodeling are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. It can wait. This message courtesy of Nix Construction and Remodeling, serving the area with quality and pride. Call Nix Construction and Remodeling today at 931-952-9587. 931-952-9587 for all your interior and exterior construction and remodeling needs. That's Nix Construction and Remodeling. They do it all. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you could win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest. Is it Bear Bryant? Is it Nick Saban? To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. 
listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. That is true. Be safe out there. We played you a Derrick Henry clip on Bustin' with the Boys. Here's another one before we get out of here in this first hour that when I heard this one, I was like, whoa. Let's let's hear what Derrick Henry had to say around the trade deadline. Did you think you were going to? Because you were obviously in a lot of speculation, I'll say. I don't know how, how many conversations were taking place. Oh, I felt like it was it, it was close. It was close. For I real? Like it was, yeah. You know something? It was close. It was close, boys. It was it was close. To who? Um it, it was, was in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh I know uh two for sure. It was I mean, I, I I don't know the the other one. I I don't know if that would have happened, but one of them, were, uh, I felt like it was it was it was pretty close. What makes you a lot a lot a lot a lot went down with, between you know that little saga with the, with the trade and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Did you think you were going to? Because you were obviously in a lot of speculation. I'll say I don't know how how many conversations were taking place. That started that started over. All right, that yes, got my sir. attention. Derrick Henry just said. He was real close to getting traded at the deadline. Were you surprised by that? Not entirely surprised. Really? To hear that. No, no, a little. We we'd heard rumors that Amy Adams had to veto a trade, but who knows how real or fake that was when that happened. But a, a, a little, I guess. But you know, Rand Carthen was trying some of everything at that point. Yeah. By the way, who do you think the team was that was really close? I have my guess. I, it's it's in Baltimore, Buffalo. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I think it's Baltimore, and I think Buffalo probably was in there too. But I think Baltimore was probably the number one team. The I fan suspect. base couldn't take it. If Amy Adams stopped that, it was the probably, right move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good un- point. Unless unless they were offering something unbelievable. Right. Oh, clearly it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a knock your socks off, or they probably stood to pull the trigger anyway, right? The fan base couldn't take it. Yeah, it, well, was, it, it wouldn't. Mm. No, that wouldn't have gone over well. But we'll come back. Bring in Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. We'll catch up with him every week. We'll get his thoughts on some things we've talked about and more. We'll do that next as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. FM, Brentwood, Nashville. 107.9 FM, Smyrna. Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. Rising tensions in the Middle East and beyond. The U.S. carried out another round of airstrikes against Houthi militants in Yemen due to an imminent threat on ships in the Red Sea and Iran's military launching strikes on Pakistan and reportedly Pakistan retaliating. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says the U.S. is monitoring reports that Pakistan carried out a strike in Iran. We're monitoring this very, very closely. We don't want to see an escalation uh, clearly in uh, South Asia, uh, South and Central Asia, uh, and we're in touch with our Pakistani uh, counterparts. This afternoon, the Senate passed the stopgap measure to avert a government shutdown tomorrow, but the House still has to take up a vote later today, and the president still has to sign the measure if it passes. In Texas, a federal probe into the actions of law enforcement responding to the 2022 Uvalde school shooting finds critical failures from leadership and tactics to training. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. 
This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Drop me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Alrighty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour on this Thursday afternoon. Darren McFarland here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside the other half of the show. TV Justin is cooped up in Metro Center. TV Justin is in a hotel where he's been all week. One more day to go. One more day. Just trying to get through this last little burst. Last little, yeah, hopefully. And we'll just tell this thing to get on out of here. Get on down the road. It's weather. Mm -hmm. Been a, been a rough week. The week prior was a crazy week for sports. Mm-hmm. This past week, crazy week of weather in our city. Let's bring in another TV personality. His name is Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Steve, how we doing? I'm good. I thought you were going to say, let's bring in something else that's crazy. So I appreciate no, the, I did the intro you gave me instead. <laughs> I'm shocked that you would think that you would think that I would think that. Look, I've been called much worse this last <laughs> week, so it's fun. Uh, you called the game, Belmont's game, against Indiana State. Did I miss something? Did Larry Bird suit up and play in that game? No, but they might have several players who are as good as Larry Bird. Oh, my gosh. They spoke shot like Larry Bird in the first half. He made six straight threes. Look, Indiana State's awesome. Are they really that good? 
Yeah, I think they're a top 25 team. Okay. Honestly. I, I think they're in position right now if they do what I think they'll do in the Valley. I think they'll put themselves in a position where they're a at-large team if they don't win the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. they got some work to do, obviously, to finish that part of it out. But they've been really, really good. They're the number one efficiency field goal offense in America. They've got multiple guys who can shoot it from outside. They have a post player who leads them in assists, but also is an efficient scorer and rebounder. They're just a really balanced team at this level, and Belmont didn't play its best. Too many turnovers led to too many easy things for Indiana State, but the Sycamores are really good, and you don't want to give them any help because they're, they're plenty fine on their own, but if you give them that help, it's going to be a long day, and it certainly was last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I... Got my attention. I mean, it's one thing for Belmont to lose, but you—it you, is rare uh, in the 25 years that I've been in this market to see Belmont just, you know, look like they get run out of a gym. That—that that mm. has not happened very often under Rick Bird and now Casey Alexander. And that—that's when I was like, "Dang, this Indiana State team must be for real." Yeah. No. No, they are. There's no question. And you're right about Belmont. The Bruins are struggling at the moment in the Jacoby Gillespie, who, in my opinion, is a first-team caliber all-conference guard in this league. He's out right now, and he's going to be out for a few more games at least. He's missed the last four. They've only gone two and two in that time, and the game before that is when he got hurt, and it was like three minutes into the game, and they lost that. So essentially, they're two and three without a fully functioning Gillespie. He's an elite point guard, he sets the table for their defense. He's a scorer that can get you buckets outside of the offense at the end of the shot clock. So he's a huge loss. And last night against Northern Iowa, Darren, is actually probably the perfect example of that. When they had Gillespie healthy in Cedar Falls back in November to start conference play, they ran Northern Iowa out of the gym because they took away Northern Iowa's first and second options offensively because Gillespie was all over it and then everybody else did their job away from him last night no Gillespie it forced everybody else to guard someone a little less comfortable and Northern Iowa got everything they wanted last night and they won by 11 here in Nashville so think about that that's a 31 point swing Mm. going to the visiting arena if you will and so uh, that's a big deal Belmont's going to have to figure out how to the tide right now without Gillespie and hope he gets back and you can pull everything together and really get the momentum going right for March, which is the only thing really that matters for them at this point. Mike McDonald, Antonio Pierce, Mike Kafka, Brian Callahan, Dan Quinn, Thomas Brown. Those are the names that the Titans have passed along that they have completed their interview process with. Dan Quinn has been a former head coach, so we've seen him with the head coach hat on. We saw Antonio Pierce for half of a season with the Raiders. Other than that, Steve, all we can do is all just look at their bios, see where they've come from, where they've been, what a little bit of their background. And that's really all we know, right? We don't know really who's the best candidate, and there's more to be interviewed. They said they were going to cast a wide net. It'll probably be in the double digits before it's all said and done. But as we sit here today on this Thursday afternoon, where, where do you think this is all headed? How long do you think it's going to take before it's all said and done? Well, I'm pretty confident you, me, and Justin are going to get a chance to talk to them about this job before it's all 
over. That is how wide of a net they're going. I, my belief is they should look for the offensive guy. If you're going to move on from Mike Vrabel and say that, honestly, guys, the best candidate on the open market right now, maybe other than Bill Belichick, is Mike Vrabel, and the Titans just fired him. So they're deciding to move from him. They're going in a different direction, obviously. And if that's the case, it seems like you got to go in the offensive direction and find somebody who's innovative and adaptive, as they've said. Those are kind of their key words of the few things they did tell us about the direction they want to go. And you got to try and build and maximize the talents of Will Levis if you believe he's your future franchise quarterback. Dan Quinn's interesting to me because I think he's, he's truly a leader of men. I think he's a good leader. He's an interesting candidate to me. Antonio Pierce is a very interesting candidate to me because I think he did a great job in Vegas. I also think he's likely to be the full-time Vegas coach. So when you get past that, I go back to, I think you're looking at somebody who's going to be innovative on the offensive side that you hope takes Will Levis and this offense to the next level. And when I think about that, I think it's probably Brian Callahan. I'm really interested in Bobby Slowick. I think that interview's coming whenever the Texans are done with the playoffs. I hear a lot of people talking about Ben Johnson. I love what he's done in Detroit. But honestly, I don't think the Titans probably rate on his list at the moment. Number one, the way they've handled the last year and a half, I don't think probably attracts the best candidates out there. And so if you have multiple options, I don't think Tennessee would be your number one choice. But number two, I I, I just think that they're looking at it, and and he's a guy that's going to move into other situations. And so you've got Callahan, who I I really like, by the way. I love what he's done. And then you've got Sloak, who I think is an interesting candidate because not only has he done really good things this year with C.J. Stroud, but you get the double whammy effect there of not just getting a guy that's a good offensive mind that if you're hiring him you think can be a great head coach, but you're also damaging one of your chief rivals within the division and taking him away from Stroud after one season and everything that he's been able to accomplish there. So to me, those are the two guys that I'm most looking at right now without any further information. What do you think? Look, we just saw the Texans with the quick turnaround. I mean, look, look at this year. We've got the Texans in the second round of the playoffs. We have the Lions in the second round of the playoffs. We had the Browns go to the playoffs. The Rams won the Super Bowl off year, right back at it in the playoffs. Yes, they lost in a tight one against Detroit back in the playoffs. We know the NFL, you can make the quick turnaround. This team has missed the playoffs two years in a row. And even with a really good hire, do you, this thing just doesn't feel like it's going to get flipped quick. Do you disagree with that? Do you think it can be flipped quick? I know they have a lot of money to spend and start hitting on draft picks for a change, but do you really think they, they're that close if they if everything fell right? Well, Darren, let me flip this back to you. Do you think it's unlikely to be flipped quick because the situation is that dire, or do you not trust the people in charge of flipping? Well, we've spent a lot of time here recently talking about just way, way too many misses in the draft, right? And, and free agent, even the free agent signings, just they are not, they are not hitting home runs. They are not the teams that are in the playoffs. Look at their track record; they're hitting right. And I understand everybody misses, but the Titans are missing way too much. 
So I guess there is a level of, yeah, how do you trust an organization that hasn't done a great job, especially here in the, let's say, last handful of years of signing free agents and drafting good players? They just haven't. Not good enough. And, and, it, and it's hard to evaluate the current regime, right? Because a lot of those misses in the draft came when John Robinson was the general manager. So it's hard to assign any of that to Rand Carthon. But also when you look at last year's draft class, which I think through one year, we need to see it play out a little bit more, but I think through one year the draft class of last year was really good. But I'm still wondering a little bit here, how much of last year's draft class was Rand Carthon? Did he pull the trigger on every single one of those picks? How many of those guys were Mike Vrabels? Was it all the collaboration that they talk about? I don't have a great feel of that. And so I don't really know who we're turning this offseason over to completely. Rand Carthon now is taking the lead on hiring the next coach for the Titans. He's going to have eight draft picks in this draft, presumably where he really is going to run the lead, no matter who they hire. He's going to be the guy. We didn't necessarily know that that was the case last year. And he has $90 million in cap space at the top of the league to remake this roster. It's the type of situation that if you feel completely confident in your organization and the decision makers, that you can make a one-year turnaround the likes of which you're talking about. Remember, the Titans will have the easiest schedule within the AFC South next year. So they have a chance to totally make over their roster and play the easiest schedule in the division and I think get themselves back to contention. But in order to do that, you have to hit on some things. And last year, the Titans tried to remake their offensive line. I think they were severely handicapped by how little money they had and their draft positions and all that last year. But they obviously did an abysmal job. I think the only guy essentially from the new look offensive line of the year ago that is guaranteed to be in the starting lineup on day one next season is Peter Skaronsky. And even he, Rand Carthon, says, maybe we'll think about him at left tackle. Probably left guard, we'll see. So even he may not be at the position he was in this last year, but they do have the money, they do have the resources this offseason to make a giant leap if you trust Carthon and the organization to finally get it right. Yeah, I mean, we just, I agree with you. Like, we don't really know who did what, this past season, but I, I, I don't jump out there to, to praise this draft class too much because the reality is Peter Skaronsky, this is my opinion, he's okay. He was okay. Doesn't mean he's not going to get better, but he was the 11th pick in the draft. That There wasn't much wow factor at all. He was like, oh, okay, room to grow. So that's still an unknown, whether that's going to be a worthy of an 11th pick or not in the draft. Will Levis, okay. Well, some things I like, some things I'm still questioning. Like, I don't know truly what he is yet. That was the second-round pick. I mean, right now, the only pick that they really had that you can say, well, I don't even know if I can say that if he's the number one, I don't really know, is Tajay Spears. Like, Tajay Spears looks to be the real deal, but we also thought Tony Pollard was the real deal, and he's not a number one in Dallas. He's not. We see this all the time. Guys that are the number two, and when they get vaulted to the one, they don't look like a one. So I suspect Spears can handle being a one, but do we really know that? Yeah. No, that's a totally fair question, and I think you bring up a good point. 
I will say if you combine the first year of this year's draft class compared to the two or three draft classes previous, there's no contest into what is the most productive draft class within their first season. And they all have to continue to play out. I think you feel pretty confident right now Will Levis is your, your future quarterback. Now, whether he's your franchise quarterback that's going to be the guy for 10 years or so, he obviously still has to prove that, and they've got to put a better roster around him to allow that to happen. But I think you feel pretty good about that pick compared to, say, Malik Willis the previous year just around later. I think Skaronsky was a little bit better than you're saying. Remember, he had to deal with an appendectomy. He was learning a new position. The line around him was atrocious and had lots of moving parts. I feel pretty comfortable that Peter Skaronsky, at least as a guard, is going to be a very good, if not potentially great, guard in the future. I'm with you on Spears. I think he's a great piece. Is he your feature back that could run 25 times a game if you need be that remains to be seen but I think overall it's a pretty good class but again how many guys here in this class were were Mike Vrabel's picks versus Rand Carthon's picks and how's that going to work moving forward I just I have a ton of questions about what is going on within this organization and their plan and guys this is a weird comparison I know but a lot of people thought as soon as the Cowboys lost the other day that Mike McCarthy was going to get fired immediately because it was disappointing. Guess what Jerry Jones did? He did the exact opposite of what he's always accused of doing. He's accused of being an overstepping, overzealous, reactionary owner that has a quick trigger on everything. And when you look at his track record, he actually isn't. He's out front on a lot of things. He, he meddles in places where he probably shouldn't. But he's actually remarkably patient. And that's the thing that we have not seen. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, along with Mike Malarkey, built the Titans into a consistent winner. We all knew as they were leveraging the future in 2019, 20, and 21 to try to maximize the window of winning a Super Bowl then, we all knew there was going to be a, a reckoning point there where you just didn't have the resources anymore to keep the roster up. And I think at the time, at least my assumption was, well, Amy Adams Strunk and everybody in the organization has to be on board. They're going all in right now to see if they can win a Super Bowl today, and that might cost them two years from now, but I think they believe they've got the right people in place to then spin it back around if it takes them a year or two of a dip. Well, before they even really hit the dip, she fired Robinson, and then one year later, after admitting that the roster wasn't nearly good enough for the coach to perform – but saying the coach is still a elite coach in the NFL, she then fires the coach. And so to me, look, you, you may agree with that 100%, and I'm not saying that Vrabel or Robinson are without fault. Obviously, Robinson missed a lot in the draft and had some, some moves that you would question, certainly the trade of A.J. Brown, and Mike Vrabel's had some missteps in the last couple of years as well. But both of them had built the franchise to where it was, and now aren't going to get the next shot to, to move on to the next thing. And I think you have to wonder a little bit about that, too. Sometimes when you have a plan, it doesn't work out exactly the way you want, and you've got the right people in place to start the plan over again and rebuild from there. And apparently Amy Adams-Strunk didn't think that was the case because she's now completely moved from that and essentially 
we're back to 2015, and the Titans are rebuilding from the bottom, and we'll see if the people she has in place and the new coach that she's going to hire are as good as the last people she had in place. Steve, uh, quickly for me, we know that Amy Adams is going to be the the chief person hiring this new head coach. Man Carthen obviously will be involved. Besides those two people, who else is going to get some say about who this new head coach should be? Who is in the room where this where this decision is going to be made? Well, I will say this. I, I actually will flip it on you a little bit, Justin. I think Rand Carthon is leading the search. Now, Amy Adam Strunk is going to ultimately have the final say. It's her franchise. But I think Rand Carthon is running the current operation of identifying these 10 or 11 or whatever it ends up candidates being that they talk to. He's going to be involved. Chad Brinker, Anthony Robinson, the assistant GMs are going to be involved. Amy Adams Strunk will certainly eventually get involved. I imagine Burke Nihill, the president of the organization, will be in there. And there's probably a couple other voices that will be in that room or at least be run by in terms of certain ideas that they want to talk about. But to me, this is Rand Carthon's search. And that's the big thing to me here, Justin, is we were just talking a moment ago. What do we truly know that Rand Carthon did in his first year? as the general manager of the Titans. There's some educated guesses. There's some free agents that he had previous relationships with that are probably very much his guys. There are other guys that you look at, like getting DeAndre Hopkins in here, or maybe the miss on Andre Dillard, that you may pin on Mike Vrabel. But overall, how many draft picks, how many signings, how many moves were specifically Rand Carthon? We don't really know. But I can tell you this is Rand Carthon has a lot more power today than he has ever had within the organization. He's running this search. He may not have the ultimate say, but he's going to have a strong push to who they hire. And then the entire offseason, from free agency to the draft, is going to be his. So we're going to find out pretty quickly just what Rand Carthon's ability is and how much control and influence he has on the organization. It's going to be interesting. The only other question. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Justin. And the only other thing that I would have on this is that I, I have to wonder that the fact that if they are going to go defense, we've heard some comments from from Aaron Glenn recently where he talks a lot about collaboration and a lot about vision and seems to be almost par- uh, parroting a lot of the things that that Amy Adams has said recently and you know listen all these guys listen and they do their homework but if if somebody comes in and starts singing the song that amy adams really likes i think it could go a long way in who gets this job um and i'm regardless of their credentials and i'm just wondering what your perspective is on that i think that's right I, i think we all love our confirmation bias right you know if somebody comes in and says exactly what you believe or what you think you're probably going to gravitate towards them and thinking they're a pretty bright person that aligns with what you believe and you'd like to work with them. So I think that's a fair assessment, Justin. I think the the interesting thing to me as I look at this search for the Titans is when you're looking at all these guys and they're going to talk about the vision thing, what is that vision? You know, he says it, and... Everybody says they have a vision. I've got a vision. You've got a vision for your show, all that sort of thing. 
we don't know what the Titans' vision is right now. And we tried to figure it out last week, and they declined to tell us. And maybe that's not a big deal. Maybe there's people listening to us that say, I don't really care. Just tell me who the new coach is, and I'll react from there. But to me, I think it's really informative, especially when you're moving on from the quote-unquote robinson Vrabel era into Carthon and whatever is next. What is the vision for the team? What do you want to be? And it doesn't have to be like a thesis statement. It can be boilerplate type of stuff. And they couldn't even come up with that last week. Or if they have it, they declined to talk about it. They don't want to, Steve. No, Steve, Steve, you and I have been doing this too long, Steve, to know the difference. They don't want to, sir. It's not that they don't have it. They they don't want to give it out for whatever the reason. But I refuse to believe they don't know what it is. But why in the world is that? I I mean, that's that's a different conversation. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think the reason is they don't necessarily know who they're going to target slash ultimately attract. You know, maybe they do love Ben Johnson. Maybe he's their number one choice, but maybe they're not totally confident, given how things have played out, that they'll get Ben Johnson at the end of the day. And so they just don't want to say too much in the fear of not actually getting the guy that they want to get. And I I get all of that. But my thing is to not be able to come out and say, we want this, this, and this. It can be pretty boilerplate. It doesn't have to be very specific. But just giving your fans an idea of this is what we want to be as an organization moving forward. First off, I think that should have been expected that day. So – it's not like they should have been surprised that it was asked or that people cared to know what that was thought, you know, that we wanted to know what that would be. But two, it should be something, I mean, you could give it to your marketing department, frankly, and say, give us a few key words to say in this, and you should be able to walk out and do it. And they didn't do it. And to me, that's just puzzling. And again, it doesn't mean they can't get the right hire and this can't ultimately be right. But that's really strange. And it's uncommon, and it doesn't embody confidence of, like, okay, they're on top of this completely, and it's going to go well. Again, doesn't mean they can't hit it out of the park ultimately, but I think it would be a level of concern if I was a Titans fan. The Titans need to follow the lead of Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire and just put out a mission statement so we can all read it (laughs) and see exactly what they're looking for, you know, moving forward. Just saying. I, I support it. I support it. <laughs> Steve, always a pleasure. Stay safe. One Thanks, more round, sir. and hopefully we'll get this weather behind us. Thanks for doing this as always, and we'll talk soon. You bet, guys. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Always fun with Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Good stuff from him. Wide open the rest of the way. 615-844-5600. We can react, or you can react to whatever, uh, to everything we've put out thus far, or you want to talk, call and talk about something else, Sports related in this town, have at it. We're here. We're live today on this Thursday, and hoping that we can get home when the when the show is over. Fingers crossed. More of the McFarland Show here on WNSR. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. And now, the fine folks at The Fence Man are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. It can wait. This message is courtesy of The Fence Man, your local fence builder for over 35 years. Call Johnny today for all your fencing needs at 615-498-0492. 615-498-0492. The Fence Man, the professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I said all day yesterday on the show that you don't hand a microphone to a guy when the season's over to address the crowd if he's coming back. No, he he's not coming back. He so we can back. stop saying if he doesn't come back. But today, now you really let me reiterate, <laughs> for sure, gone. Look forward to the ceremony. You can put that to bed. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. It's true. Rolling along on this Thursday afternoon. Everybody be safe out there. Darren McFarland here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. TV Justin is in Metro Center, cooped up in a hotel where he's been all week, remaining safe. 
And uh, now we'd like to hear from you. DJ Damon is alongside. He's going to be here tonight uh, making sure that you can hear the TSU basketball game. Greg Pogue will be on the call. They'll tip tonight as they host Tennessee Tech that game at 7.30. So you can hear that right here on Nashville Sports Radio. 615-844-5600. We've got loaded lines. Let's get to them. Let's go to Nate. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Damon, you got a cot or a mattress or an air mattress or something just in case for tonight? No, I'm just going to lay on the couch and, and stay in because it's going to be cold. I don't really want to drive, so yeah. The only thing he's been worried about, Nate, is what food he was going to order once the show was right. over. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Anybody out but, there listening want to bring some food by, I'll be here, though. Hey, be glad to. Um, but, guys, I was watching the Sunday night game this past weekend, and one of the play- – you know when they do the player introductions for the TV where the players say their name mm-hmm. and then where they went to school, there was one player that said two different schools. And I and it popped into my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to have to run like two or three plays while they're doing these introductions if they continue to do them in the future. If, you know, every player transfers two or three times within their collegiate career, because usually they just use it in between plays or coming back from a commercial. But I, they're going to need more time for that. Or they're just going to have to limit them and tell these players moving forward, hey, we get it. You we, you transferred four times. Just pick yeah. one school. Because some of them do their high school. You know? Yeah, but uh, the, the, well, the ones that did the high school – is that the, are those the ones that are kind of fading out from where they um, didn't go to college? They just I don't know. From no, no. I, I I would love to know the background, the story on why some guys choose to do high school instead of their college. I'd love to know that because sometimes you would think, oh, well, he just went to Delaware State, so you know he was <laughs> he wanted to use. But no, I mean sometimes it's it's cats that went to the SEC or. Big Ten, and they still say they're high school. So I don't know. I'd love to know, you know, why players choose a certain thing. By the way, to your point, did you see this story today, Nate? There's a kid, the tight end for Miami, Florida, the Hurricanes. I was going to bring this He's up. He's been granted his ninth year of eligibility. Nine. Man. Ninth year. Yeah, he That's definitely can't list. It? Yeah, he definitely is going to be told, hey, pal, use one team. And one team only, <laughs> one school. Um, but guys, it seems like uh, Alabama's um, fall off the cliff after Saban has been uh, retired has dipped into the uh, whole athletic program because of the Nate Oates thing that happened the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching that game. He got a look. That game was chippy. And that Missouri coach, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, he's a really good coach. He's really calm, cool, and collected during games. He was even even he was losing his cool in that game. He had had enough of the refs. He had had enough of Nate Oates. I think he'd had enough of the atmosphere in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it was a it was a really chippy game. And on my way out, guys, I'm going to recommend something for the uh, dead period of sports. And I know we're a long ways away from it, but um, Welcome to Wrexham is a really good show. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. I, 
it might be on Hulu. If you don't have Disney Plus, I'm not 100% sure, but it's about the team in Wales where Rob McElhaney and um, Ryan Reynolds bought the team. And what is the name of it again? Oh, oh, oh. Welcome. It's Welcome to Rexham, W-R-E-X-H-A-M. Okay. It's about the soccer, soccer club, right? Bought. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a good a good series i've started i'm only about six or seven episodes in and uh, i'm itching to watch more okay well uh, i'll see if we can check it out especially if we're all going to be cooped up with this latest round of storms so thank you Dave. yeah y'all have a good one guys all right you too appreciate you too, it man. i i always am up for good suggestions because typically i don't find them on my own because i'm not searching for them so usually i need somebody to tell me like hey check out this on you know fill in the blank netflix whatever and then, you know, that's a lot of times where I do watch these shows. And I'm like, yeah, good suggestion. That was good. I wouldn't have, because I just typically don't do that. You know, I don't go looking for things on Netflix or whatever. Uh, but if I'm told like, hey, you should check this out and it interests me, then I will. I'll go find our document. I love documentaries. Uh, you you brought the attention to the show and mm-hmm. to me, the Barry Sanders stuff. Again, Not I wouldn't have Barry. known. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have known if somebody you hadn't said, "Hey, go check that out." So I did. So uh, let's sneak in another call: six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's go to Tony in Nolensville. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Darren, I just told uh, I just told Damien that my backyard, with all the sledders that's coming going through it, it looks like Patton's army going through Basto. <laughs> It is a churned up. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you must have a, you must have a good hill. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good as people would think, but they wear it out. Okay, uh, guys, the uh, talking about another good quick series that I just got through watching. Maybe y'all have seen it. Uh, it's on, uh, I believe it was on uh, Amazon Plus. Was the Bass Reeves, uh, the Lawman. Back in the day, if you like old, you know, Western and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was called Bass Reeves. He was the lawman back in uh, the, you know, eighteen hundred stuff. It was really good. He was one the like a deputy marshal, hmm. and it was yeah. based off of somewhat of you know the true story of it. So yeah, I was gonna say but, he's uh, an actual that figure. That's series. not fiction. Uh, now I'm sure they took right. some liberties there, true. but and it, you know, thing about it, it's only like eight episodes of it, so it's not real lengthy. Won't take up a lot of your time. But it, it covers quite a bit. So just throwing that out there to okay. you if you want to watch something this weekend. Guys, y'all touched on this locker room stuff. And yesterday you had the segment of the Detroit locker room, how everybody was uh, being celebrated and the head coach giving the game ball to the GM and that type of thing. You know, there has been a missing component on this team with the head coach in the GM the last four, five, or six years. We've seen all the pictures at times before where everybody looked like everybody's getting along. But from the uh, uh, Brown trade that went to uh, him going to Philadelphia, from that standpoint, and maybe even before then, I think there was friction. And then when uh, uh, Robinson was let go, we all talked about, everybody was talking about, that it was going to be more of a hands-on approach by Vrabel. He was going to be calling more shots and stuff. And then, now that he's been fired, you just wonder who is really calling the shots. We know it's Ms. Adams' team. We know that. 
but it seems like there's a disconnect between owner, GM, head coach. And it's, it seems like there's a disconnect of two against one always. And with that being said, do you think this new coach coming in, are they going to be the third wheel or are they going to be part of one wheel? So it's going to be something to see how this all plays out if everybody is eventually going to get on the same page. Like Derrick Henry said, you can tell there's something amiss in that locker room, and it's it's had never left the doors, but there you could tell there was either dissension or the realization that this team is a bad football team, and we got to be professionals, and we got to do what we've got to do, but this is a bad team, and I really don't want to be here at work today. So mm-hmm. I'll let y'all talk about All right. it. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for taking the it. call. Thanks for being there. Y'all stay safe. Yep, you too. Thank you, as always. Uh, we'll come back. We'll touch on some of those things on the other side, Justin. By the way, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show here on this Thursday afternoon on Nashville Sports Radio. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, 
With youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you can get in touch. With us, Darren and Justin McFarland here with you. Quick soapbox, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. Nate brought up something that's been that's been bugging me. I don't know if you've been seeing this on you know the national shows or really on social media is where I've seen it the most. That's really driving me crazy. These are coming from people who cover the sport, uh, college football, like Bill Keene, you know, that are really plugged in and really good. Sure. Uh, sure. But I just feel like we're I'm not, I I just immediately every time i'm reading a lot of these these tweets i'm like whoa let, let's pump the brakes let's slow down with this this is a little bit of an overcorrection a little bit of an overreaction like let's let's stop with this i understand what is happening justin nick saban okay. who is the greatest college football coach of all time this just yes. in this may shock a lot of people people are choosing alabama because of nick saban you say, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I don't want people. I thought it was for the classes because the incredible, you know, campus, which is very, very mm. nice. I've been to the, it is, it's a beautiful it campus. Okay. It is beautiful, but they're choosing to go play football at Alabama because of Nick Saban. I know that may come as a shock to a lot of people. And now that he's retired, they're saying, mm-hmm. I am out of here. Peace out, Tuscaloosa. I'm transferring because why? It's easy to do today. So they are hitting the portal like crazy. Five-star recruits, really good players, players that we just watched, you know, lose to Michigan in the playoffs. They're leaving town. And now it's got everybody going, that ah, we've got to put a stop to this. We can't, this is ridiculous. We can't have this. This is not, wait a minute. A stop to what? What right? What what do you mean a stop to what? Like this is the first time this just in. Guess what? If Jim Harbaugh, if he decides to exit stage left in Ann Arbor and go to the NFL, what do you think is gonna happen at Michigan? Justin Exodus. Yeah. Mass Exodus. Mass Exodus. This is what happens. You know why? Because they can. You just didn't let them do it in the past. Whenever these coaches were flying the coop left and right, they just, you punished them. You made them stay behind or sit out a year. Now the rules have changed. Why? I mean, what, what did you expect? If the rules were like this always, 
this is the way it would be all the time when these yeah. coaches leave. Like, why is this like some huge shock that all these really good players at Alabama are jumping in the transfer portal now that Nick Saban is retired? That's that's my mini soapbox. I'm like, can we stop with this? Like, this is not new revelation. We are not forming new ground in college football. The only new ground is you've got new rules. And now it's easy for them to do this because in the past, if you had the same set of rules, they'd all be doing it. All of Listen, them. Some of some of them were going to leave even if Nick Saban has stayed um, because that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, somebody somewhere else was going to get hurt and there was an opportunity somewhere and all of a sudden the guy was going to hit the portal. I mean, this is just a new reality of college football. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like I said, really good people, their jobs that are on social media just beating the table, pounding the table, going, we've got to change this. This is this is not good for college football. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we've known that, but once you open up that door and they're all running through, I mean, well, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? Is anybody saying anything? What are they saying in New Mexico State? Have you seen New Mexico State? Like half their coaches and half of their players are transferring <laughs> to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Are they screaming about that out of New Mexico State? I don't know. Well, if they are, we don't hear them. Right. Exactly. That's Thank you. Right. It's it's Alabama. That's why we hear it. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. Let's go back to the phones. Mike is in Melrose. Mike, what's up? Well, uh, good afternoon. Earlier, y'all talked to, you mentioned uh, Indiana State. Uh, this time yesterday, I was actually in Terre Haute, Indiana. Drove oh, wow. by their campus. I've never we'll been there. I hadn't either. We were just up there checking out some bowling centers. Um, yeah, the uh, transfer, I know uh, one of the Alabama football guys, I think the lineman, they mentioned he's looking at, at Iowa. and uh, Well, he, he's from Des Moines, Iowa, so, you know, kind of close to home. People, are, I was like, why would you go to Iowa? They they never score, but uh, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's part of it. I, I'm, uh, let me get something straight real quick. I know you had a caller last week, and I'm not taking up for Stackhouse or whatever. Or or Clark, but some of, some of the Vanderbilt transfers, like Jordan Wright, who had a great game last night, he had graduated. He he wanted to go to graduate school, and I think sports management Vanderbilt doesn't offer that, so that wasn't an option. So it's not like Stackhouse said we don't want you. I mean, he he had a great game. He was for us. He was up and down, good, bad, good, bad, and, and the same thing with Ray Davis from Kentucky. He had graduated. We didn't offer the graduate program that he wanted to go to. That's why he left to go to Kentucky. It's not like we ran him off. So anyway, that, that's what I've heard. Anyway. I didn't know I Ray Davis had graduated. That's news to me. I mean, I'm not disputing it. I'm just I'd not heard that before. Yeah, he he transferred here. He he played at Temple for two years. Right, right, yeah. And we went down, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he had graduated. There wasn't there wasn't an option to stay here. Okay. So anyway, and then and somebody mentioned Miles Studi. Miles Studi, Miles Studi quit the team last year. Yeah, he wasn't hardly playing. He played like crap, so he quit the team when we went to NIT. Correct. And I, he's averaging ten points for South Carolina. I watched him last week. He put up a big zero, a goose egg. So, and and that you know, with the, the whole basketball is. A, I mean, the guy Tennessee's guy's a great player. He's a, he looks awesome. He. I think he led his conference in scoring last year. Didn't he make first he team did. all conference? He did. But now he's. Eh, I'm sure there's a 
ton of other teams saying, why didn't we not go after this guy? Mm-hmm. I think he started at a JUCO. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. He's got an incredible story to where he is now. Pretty yeah. amazing. And last time you were talking about when they introduced the players on the Sunday night football, or whatever. I know Zach Cunningham. He never says bad, but I don't. Sometimes I don't know if it's bad blood. Like, uh, oh, uh, well, Kelsey for Kansas City. He he got kicked off the team several times at Cincinnati. He did. His brother got him back on the team. Yep, that for, is true for drug for drug issues, I believe. And some of them, I, some of them do it just to recognize it, recognize a high school or elementary school, but. Some of them, there's some bad blood between where they went to college. Yeah. Yeah. I just would love to know. I'd love to know the story, you know, like why they choose to do, say, whatever school they say, high school or or college. I'd love to know. I would think. And I don't know why they got, why would you want to go to college for nine years? (laughs) (laughs) Because you got nothing going on after. That's why. Because I guess you're not ready to start the real world. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe with the NIL, maybe you make more money in college. I don't know, but. I was ready to get out after five. Golly, my parents are like, man, I thought he was going to stay in school for nine years. But even I, yeah, I was like, I thought I was headed for a nine-year plan. But to your point, Mike, I don't know the answer of why somebody would want to go to school for nine years. All right, guys, y'all stay safe. All right, you too. Uh, We'll take our final break, come back and wrap up Thursday's edition of the McFarland Show next. And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466. 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. We did it! Another show. All seriousness, be safe out there. Don't know what it's going to be like after the overnight temps and all this stuff freezes up. Yikes. Uh, tonight, the Predators are not going to have to worry about the weather. They're out in L.A., and they're taking on the Keens. That's so late-night hockey tonight. It's on mm-hmm. ESPN+. Plus. Just wanted to let everybody know. All right. I don't have that anymore. So Again, I'm on this kick. Like mm-hmm. I'm not in- interested in adding, adding, and adding because I keep adding. Darren fighting back against the machine. I am now standing up and saying, enough! I'm not adding anymore. Enough. So I'm not going to watch. Not watching, oh, not watching ESPN Plus. I used to have it. I dropped it because okay, at some point enough. I was like, you know, we can't spend five hundred dollars a month Gotta with all this up. stuff. You know, I have to take stand a stand. Up. And so we have whittled that sucker down. Uh, I'm trying to think. College basketball, most of the stuff. Vanderbilt last night, by the way, got housed at home to Auburn. Uh, I was watching. You know, there's some good games. Watching the uh, what was it the uh, Arkansas game? I think was last night I was watching. Mm-hmm. I got a hairy there at the end, and Arkansas ended up winning. But uh, I think, in fact, Vanderbilt moved their women's game up today. It was at two o'clock. I think Lady Vols moved their game to like four, so everybody's kind of adjusting to the weather pattern. So be safe out there, Justin. You'll have full report for five hours tomorrow morning, starting at what four a.m. 4 a.m., sir. Join us. We're there for you. Fox 17. There you go. That's going to do it for us. Bill Keen tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Greg and John, 9 to 11. And us, 2 o'clock. All that with fingers crossed. Be safe out there. TSU basketball tonight tipping off at 7.30 against Tennessee Tech. That can be heard right here. We'll see you then.
CBS Sports Radio. This is the Zach.